Welcome everybody to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your great, grateful host, faithful host, whatever kind of host you want to call me, uh, Tom Quiet. And I'm sitting here with my co-host and PIC partner in crime, Jeff Cabana, and we're sitting in the back of Stellar Coffee. How's it going today, Jeff? Good, good. Sipping on my coffee. Can you coffee. pick up my drink because I'm like dying yeah. of caffeine over here? Yeah, I can hear you <laughs> sipping it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But um, we have a wonderful guest today, all the way from St. George, Utah, right? Got that right? Fantastic. Uh, Tom Bennett. How's it going today, Tom? Hey, man, I'm doing real good. Good to be here with you. That's good. So uh, what brings you to Roswell? What brings you to our great little city here? Uh, you know, I wanted to say the cliche thing and say I'm here to hunt aliens, but I won't do that to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm no, here to play music, man. I'm here to play music. Nobody's um, ever said they're here. To I mean, hunt you aliens. can do both. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm looking. My eyes are peeled. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm here to play music here at Stellar Coffee today. I'm on a what I call my summer in the South tour. I'm originally from Georgia and live in Utah now. And nice. once a year, I tour through all the way out to Savannah, Georgia, and all the way back. Is that where you're from, Savannah? I'm or? from uh, outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, but Savannah's where the beach is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> So how'd you get from Georgia to Utah? Um, crawled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, taken uh, you a while. That's, yeah, that's a long crawl. It was a long time ago. and um, In a land far I've, away? Oh, yes, it was a land far away in the hills of North Georgia. Um, I was born and raised in North Georgia, out in the country, mm-hmm. in the Piedmont Mountains. And uh, I always had a fascination with the West. And I've always been kind of like a religious student. I study different philosophies and cults and everything. And um, went off traveling and ended up in Wyoming at first and really liked it. And everyone spoke well of Utah. So I made my way into Utah and I became a hitchhiker and a, a really avid traveler. Everything from hitchhiking, Greyhound buses, you know, all kinds of traveling. And um, now I'm a traveling folk singer. Nice. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah. And you started, we were talking before this and you mentioned that you started in northern Utah and then you kind of worked your way down south mm-hmm. to St. George where you're at now. Yep. Over the course of about, I don't know, 17 years. Okay. Yeah. Lived in Logan, Utah. And then uh, Utah, everything's kind of centered around Interstate 15 that mm-hmm. runs up and down the state. Yeah. So I just kind of gradually moved down throughout the state and yeah. lived in Salt Lake. And I'm almost everywhere. positive that's the road we took through Utah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What you were telling yeah. me, you yeah. had to have, yeah. That was a beautiful drive. I uh, love uh, it. I can't wait to do it again, honestly. Forgot to tell you, we're moving to Moab. Yeah. <laughs> Backing it up. Backing it up. Gonna oh, his wife, bags Jeff's call. wife would kill me if we Yeah, no, we ain't moving. Moved. We ain't moving. Uh, I'd so, have to make enough money so she could still live here. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be worth it. Nope. But, um, so, how'd you find your love for music? Um... I've always I've always been into music ever since I was a little kid. I remember, I remember the first time I got to perform, I was like, I think I was three years old, and I, ve- I barely remember it, and I got to sing at a Baptist church. And um, uh, as a teenager, I sang in Baptist choirs. I wasn't, like, super good at it, but I did it. Um, and I was uh, 15 years old, sitting on a school bus, had my headphones on. I think I was singing Green Day or something. Oh, nice. And another kid on the bus was like, hey, man, you sing good. You want to be in a band? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I joined this band that um, ended up being called The Blue Hereafter. And we invented our own genre of music. We called it, uh, I think we called it Acid Blues. It was nice. like it was like punk rock meeting the blues. Okay. So it was okay. really fast, but it still had all the jammy elements of punk rock. And I sang 
played harmonica and played bongo drums in that oh, band. Heck yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. And just over the years have played all different kinds of music and um, finally out of necessity, I started playing the guitar on April mm-hmm. 7th of 2013 and started standing on street corners and people liked it and now I'm a full-time traveling musician. Nice, nice. Yeah. Who's, who are some of your uh, influences? Um, Style-wise with what I currently do, um, it's mostly infer- influenced by um, the soul music of Georgia, like Otis Redding, okay. Arthur Conley, James Brown, stuff nice, like that. Nice. Mixed with like Woody Guthrie and the old folk singers. Um, but uh, it's also got a little bit of the old country twang. I do mm. some like Hank Williams and stuff like that. Nice. Um, the first out, the first CD I put out, um, the review, one of the reviews said. Um, it's like Woody Guthrie meets the Kings of Leon if oh, okay. they were performing acoustic. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which They're I good. was like, that's generous. I'll go with that. Yeah. 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 Sure. Why not? Yeah. So, um, how did you? Um, you're primarily a one man band right now. Mm-hmm. What may? What kind of got you in the mindset of being the one man band? Uh, necessity, really. I mean, I love playing with bands. I've been in some great bands over the years, and you know been able to collaborate with great musicians but it's really tough to get a lot of people together especially Mm -hmm. like when you're in your like i'm in my 30s yeah you know it's it's just not as easy to get people together and regularly practice and definitely not tour yeah i was in a band called uh murrieta that put out a well actually we we recorded an ep and we were just about to put it out it sounded really good Mm -hmm. and then it would the band was just like we're all pretty busy we can't do it so the the ep never got even released and uh and i was like man this really makes me want to go on the road again but and play music but uh the band just fell apart yeah so i got a guitar should have at least released it i know know? i mean so somebody somebody's sitting there with the masters of some really good music that nobody will ever hear and it was just like a good rock band it was kind of like yeah, I don't know. Just like a rock band, kind of like U2 or Kings yeah. of Leon, something like that. Cool. Um, so, yeah, around that time, I was just like, all right, I need to learn how to play guitar. Because I'd yeah. had that happen to me like probably two or three times over the years where bands would break up and I would immediately start looking for new players, you know. Yeah. Um, and eventually I was like, you know what? If I learn how to play the guitar, I'm not going to have this problem anymore. Yeah. So um, for some reason, I just kind of intuitively bought a dobro you know one of those metal fronted acoustic guitars love them and i tuned it to what i thought was in tune which turned out to be like kind of an open tuning yeah and uh i started using a slide and uh and developing kind of a bluesy sound it was it wasn't intentional it's just the way it came out and it worked well for the kind of voice i have and i already played harmonica pretty decently so i started adding that on top of it and then um I was playing a show and my music, most of it's pretty lively. Mm-hmm. And I was playing this place that had this huge wooden stage and there are all these people trying to dance. And I was just stomping my boots on the floor, like trying to get people into it and they're mm-hmm. dancing. And a friend in the crowd, he just, I see his eyes light up. Like he's got this idea. Right? <laughs> and he grabs my suitcase that has all my CDs in it yeah. and he just dumps them out. And I'm in the middle of the song and I'm just looking at him like, what? While I'm playing yeah. this song. And <laughs> he runs up on stage that, and he gets behind me like a baseball catcher. Uh-huh. He's like, kick this. I was like, okay. So I'm like kicking all awkwardly behind me, like thumping on this case to the beat. 
And I'm like, that sounds cool, but this is really hard to do. I'm standing yeah, on one yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind <laughs> of hell of a workout. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was. Yeah. By the end of that first song, I'm like, ugh, right yeah. chair. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> there will be no yeah. encore. Thank you. <laughs> right. So it evolved though um, into uh, this kind of contraption, and it's. Uh, um, I've got a, a suitcase bass drum and then nice. I have a tambourine on the other foot and nice. everything's mic'd up through a PA so I can control the tone and the volume right. and, and my little people come up all the time going, is that a suitcase? That sounds like a really nice bass drum. I'm like, right. well, if you know how to EQ music properly, you can make yes. even yes. gear sound really good. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. I love it. And it's easy because I can literally, when I'm done... Um, I pick up my notebook with my songs, put it in there. Suitcase goes in there. Tambourine goes in there. Extra harmonica. Oh, that's cool. My blanket, like that, I put down on the ground goes. It all goes in there. And then in the back of my van, I got a PA, PA speaker, suitcase, guitar, and merch. And that's That's it. It's perfect. Yeah, it's all you need. And we just tour, super hardcore yeah. like right 200 yeah i, should, I, I follow you on uh facebook actually and uh, i always see you busy playing yeah. yeah it's been great dude it just gets better and better all the time nice yeah. i put on a music festival this year and yeah that yeah cool. that's right that's yeah. right how did the uh, music festival go oh, dude it was crazy um so um you know it's a really tough thing with music even if you're you could be the best out there there's some mm-hmm. great musicians out there that i know that play for nobody yeah. right because it's a marketing game. And if you don't have the big budget to play the marketing game, you gotta, yeah. it's tough. You get even, lost even, in the shuffle. Basically. Yeah. Even as much as I tour, I'm able to make a living, but I don't have like a monstrous fan base everywhere yeah. I go. I right. don't have that budget. So I started thinking, how can I stand out from mm-hmm. the, from the rest, you know, um, and start playing for bigger crowds. Cause I've learned that even if there's a few people there, I can get them into it. Yeah. yeah. If I get more than 20, 30 people out of show. I can get them dancing. Yeah. Cool. But I don't get a lot of opportunities to play for hundreds of yeah. people. So I started thinking, I want to play more festivals. So I applied at a bunch of festivals. I got accepted for some of them. And then I thought, well, I want to put on my own festival, mm-hmm. but where will I do it? Now yeah. I live in Utah, which is beautiful. So that's a plus, but I don't own land. I don't have, I've never done a festival. Yeah. festival i didn't have the resources so it's a tough job yeah i started thinking about it and i realized that 30 minutes from where i live is this uh very well-known polygamous town okay called colorado city which historically is the home of the flds religion okay. uh maybe people listening have heard of warren jeffs or have heard about the mormons that wear prairie dresses yep. and the women have their long braided yeah. hair it's those guys. Okay. They're a very conservative Mormon sect. They don't listen to music. They don't celebrate their their holidays. They don't right. celebrate their birthdays. Right. Uh-huh. It's super conservative, but they live in the prettiest place you'll ever see. It's literally against the backside of Zion National Park. Right. So I went through there and decided I wanted to do a show there. And some of these people started coming, coming out to my shows in nearby towns. Mm-hmm. And eventually I put on a show in their local bakery. Yeah. We had like 60, 65 people show up. They had fun. I had fun. Yes. It was great. So we put on more shows and eventually this kid goes, why don't you rent out the park and have a concert there? And I kind of jokingly said, if I'm going to do all that work, I'm going to put on a full on music festival. Mm-hmm. And he right. was like, dude, do it. And so we just kind of, uh, started putting the word out there and I started selling sponsorships and raising the money and I already knew all these bands. Mm-hmm. So I just hit them all up. I'm like, look, this is the budget I'm 
that I can pay you yeah. and we're going to build this thing. And we had a thousand people show up wow. to the festival and nice. I made it into USA Today. Nice. nice. That's so awesome. We're already yeah. scheduled for next year. Awesome. May 5th and 6th. May 5th and 6th. Yep. We'll Colorado City down. Music yeah. Festival. Yeah, because we're starting to do uh, like go to the festivals and do the yeah, like, podcast videos, yeah. you know, bunch of stuff. And had we not just gotten back from Utah, we would have probably came I know, this year. I know. We were just in Salt Lake City. We're actually going to have a ton of New Mexico bands playing. Oh, nice. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from Gleewood. Mm -hmm. They'll probably yep. play. They've yeah. definitely been invited. Uh, Klaus Amon's going to come play, mm -hmm. uh, Captain Klaus. And then uh, he may have his brother in town yeah. from Sweden, and yeah. so they may do a secret circus set. Okay. okay. Um uh, so Jones like, and Miles? No, I, I've heard their name, but I don't know them yet. Yeah. Um, You'll but, probably meet them. To, if you're going to Redoso tomorrow, they'll probably. Yeah. They'll be out there. I've yeah. heard Glee would speak well of them. Yeah, yeah. they're cool guys and uh, good musicians. They, Great they band. Do a, they re, do a really cool, uh, What is, it's not like bluegrass, but it's. It is. It's like bluegrass with a little rock edge. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So who did you have at your festival this year? Was it all pretty much Utah bands? Or? No, um, we had a pretty diverse lineup. So what we did is we started from very, we didn't know what people would be into. Okay. We didn't know if they, like we were going to get loud and they were all going to leave or what. Yeah. So we had to feel it, fill it out, you know? So we started with um, a really soft, like country, gospel-y uh, three-piece mm -hmm. that was local people. Yeah. And they played and they sounded great. <clears throat> and then we had uh then I played a set and I do kind of like folk blues Americana mm -hmm. a little bit louder. Yeah. That went well. And then we had a group called uh Oscar and Julia. Yeah. Okay. They'll probably tour through here at some point if they haven't already. Um, um I believe that they've hit me up. Yeah, they're online, awesome actually. They're from Utah. They're super yeah. good. Um super great band. So they they played next and then we had Lauren Walker Madsen and the Hustlers. Okay. Um they were based out of Phoenix for a while, but are back in Salt Lake now. Okay, cool. Um, Outlaw Country Band, super Hell good. Yeah. Uh, fiddle, bass, oh, acoustic guitar, yeah. drums. And then we had, um, oh, we had um, the Wade Wilson Project, okay. which is a really good pop punk band from mm -hmm. Ro uh, Rock Springs, Wyoming. Okay. And I love the name. It's a great yeah. reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was at first, and then they told me. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, they were really good, and it was really cool because they're normally a very rowdy band. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they have a lot of songs that make fun of Mormons and stuff because oh, they're yeah. close to Utah where they yeah. perform. Yeah. So I was like, guys, will you? I don't care what you sing about, but just keep it kind of clean. Yeah. And we can't have any profanity at this festival. Well, it's pop yeah. punk, so you just have your sound guy bury the vocals. <laughs> right. You know, like uh, well, actually, what I don't they, know, guys. What they did because I saw them the night before, and I'd seen them before, and their show was super profanity heavy and wild and crazy. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh man, I hope I didn't mess up booking these guys. Yeah. So I didn't talk to him. I'm like, you guys rocked. This was cool for this bar, but tomorrow you have to keep it cool and don't pull any of that. Like, yeah, well, we won't cuss and they yeah. get up there because they will literally shut Morrison this shit. festival yeah. down. Yeah, shut it down, and we'll and that'll kill us. And we yeah. put in so much work. Please right, don't. you can't have a shutdown first so, year. <laughs> yeah, so they jumped up there and they actually did some of their originals, which were really good. But then they did a bunch of awesome 80s covers. Oh, and nice. like nice. I think they did like some John Cougar Mellencamp or something. Wow. But all done in a pop punk style. Right. Nice. And it was really good and the crowd loved it. That's nice. cool. People literally got up and were moshing and dancing. Wow. And we're just like, this is great. You made Mormons mosh, dude. We did. And then, uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the festival, we had uh, a band from uh, from St. George uh, called Cleo. Okay. And they're like this... Uh, Really, uh, they're like an indie rock kind of yeah. psychedelic. They were cool. super good, and so that was what we had. We had six bands, and nice. then next year, um, 
we're gonna do two days okay. and we're gonna have more bands and awesome. uh, just go bigger and better and yeah yeah we should uh look into it um yeah we'll we'll contact you about media for sure for like passing and, and, and for stuff. people listening just uh there's a facebook page and there's a website it's a colorado city music festival okay and this takes place in hilldale utah which is literally on the Arizona Utah border, okay. like right on the border, nice. divides the town in half. Awesome, and that'd probably be like right up against the Grand Canyon, wouldn't it? Or it's, not- a, it's an hour and twenty minutes north of the North Rim. Okay, ah, oh, that's so close. That's a cool visit. thing too. If yeah. you're coming from New Mexico, yeah, hit up the Grand Canyon. Come to Colorado City Music Festival, and then take the next day and go to Zion National Park, okay. which is yep. fifteen minutes away. Exactly, and then go back home. Oh yeah, that'd be a great trip. Yeah. But that's really cool that a city that never embraced music before within I'm cer- I'm certain that it took you a while to break them into the idea of mute listen or well it it would seem that way but the, what the reality was is as I got to know more and more people in the town in the process of building the festival mm-hmm. they explained to me that the town once had a rich uh culture of music okay and they had it, um, celebrations and everything up until their current profit took over uh-huh. in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. So before that, they had music, but it was still just very conservative. Yeah. So the town has a lot of people that can play like acoustic guitars, electric guitars, okay. nice. a lot of great violin players, pianists, and singers. Nice. But when this guy took over, he was kind of like a religious zealot. Yeah. So he was like, okay, the Lord doesn't want any more secular music. And the Lord doesn't want us to have holidays and the Lord doesn't want this and that. And this guy thought he was a prophet. So oh, whatever he wow. said, the people took, took it as the word of God. Yeah. yeah. And he just got more and more radical. He's like, now, instead of just dressing super modest, you're yeah. going to wear little house on the prairie, prairie dresses, Yeah, man. And he also, they believe in polygamy Yeah, and he ramped up the polygamy big time. So like before him, it was common for a man to have like three wives. Yeah. Well, he had 80 wives. What the And fuck? what got him in trouble was half 80 of 80 wives, man? Yeah. That's 80 headaches. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what the problem was, though, that got him on the radar of the FBI and eventually made him the FBI's number one most wanted really? was half of his wives were under 18 years old. Oh, yeah. come on, yeah. man. So, How is that any different from what, what people complain about with Islam? Right, exactly. You know, it, you and that's know? what they call this. You they know? call this town the, the modern, or what they call it, the American uh, Taliban. Yeah. It's one of the things the media has called them. But the thing is, though, is there's a lot of great people that live there right. that didn't necessarily believe in this guy, mm-hmm. but they were scared to, you know, challenge him. Right. Because right. the religion owned It's your, very, like, uh, they, religious political. Yeah. In a lot well, of they way. owned your home and everything. Oh. It was a cult, you know? Oh, so yeah, if you yeah, left, you had to leave your, your whole family. They'd never yep. talk to you again. Damn. Yeah. You know, and sounds you're going like, to hell. <laughs> sounds like the uh, Westboro Baptist Church a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. But it ended up being a beautiful place to have a music festival and a lot of locals came out and had Sweet. fun. Good. And we had hundreds of people like, you know, I got people adding me on Facebook, hundreds of them. I got so many emails afterwards just being like, dude, that was so much fun. Let's do nice. it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of followed it as you were doing yeah. it this first year, and I was I was excited. I wish we had been able to go up, but yeah. bad timing. Come up next year, man. Oh, yeah, Definitely. Sure. you set up a little area up there. It's, you guys can interview people, whatever. Like, yeah. it's 
Well, it's, like it's uh, cool. we were in Florida at a at a bluegrass festival, and we um we found this little alcove like over by the ocean, and we we take artists and bands over there and like film them and record them right in this like that's so cool, cool. little alcove. So maybe something along them lines plus podcasts totally that. And, because what you know, was full cool media about, content for you as well. And yeah, that sounds great. What was really cool about how we had it set up was when we walked in walked into the back on the walking path, there was a sign that said, "You're now entering." Um, county property this it wasn't even city property so we yeah. were like in unincorporated uh-huh. isla Mirada, florida yeah. so it was like if anybody had a problem with what they were doing they had to call the county police and uh-huh. the county police would have to come deal with it for like this little 200 yard strip of land yeah that we were just sitting <laughs> yeah on. and that's cool but nobody messed with us it was nah, you know. yeah we actually were drawing a crowd you know yeah and we started oh, i bet cause it's a little exclusive you know yeah, yeah. Moment with the bands that's cool yeah so um, you tour constantly. You said that you do about 250 shows a year. Yeah. Nice. Do you have any cool road stories? Oh, dude, nothing but, man. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, everywhere I go, I try to explore the areas. Um, you know, like yeah. last time we were here, we went to what they call it, Bottomless Lakes. Yep, that's so cool. We that... went out there and picked up selenite pieces and like, nice. you know, we explore yeah. everything. Pecos Valley Diamonds there and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um, so like, yeah, we, 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 uh, we do a lot of hiking in places we go. Like just two nights ago, we were north of Lake Powell in Arizona and oh, nice. camping out under the full moon and just... Cool. It's really sharing pretty stories out there, with friends that were there with us and <laughs> running around naked in the full moon and stuff. Oh, yeah, man. We're, just having fun. <laughs> what's Rockstars. really nice about this area at this time of year at night, it still gets cool enough that it's tolerable. Oh, it outside. felt yeah. great yeah. out here last night. I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just over in, um, in, um, at Milton Brewing last uh-huh. night, yep. you know, and on the way back, I just had the windows down, the radio up. I'm like, damn, it feels good. And yeah, we just have a lot of adventures. Um, um, last summer we went from, so the tour this summer is one month. This same tour last summer was three months. Oh, wow. I went from Utah all the way to Georgia, all the way to Seattle, all the way to LA, back to Utah. Nice. And, nice. uh, it was awesome, dude. Like we ate, I'd never been to Louisiana before. Yeah. So we ate like tons of Cajun food. Oh yeah. Went to like voodoo stuff. Like, yeah. Yep. So I'm into cults and religion. Yeah. I, yeah. I know a lot about a lot of different religions and I've, I've joined different religions and, yep. and literally practiced them for like a year or two and then yeah. be like, okay. okay, moving on to the next. You yeah. know? Right. Like, right. Studied them, you know, a, like a discovery. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. So like, it's cool. Cause I get asked to do like, I did a podcast last week mm-hmm. that was just, uh, like a Mormon philosophy podcast. And oh, I'm wow. like, oh, I nice. know all about it. Let's do it. You right. Know? Right. Um, you know, and I get, and I've done Buddhist ones too. And, uh, so like tomorrow's show is going to be a very unique one. So in Southern Utah, I have this thing called howl, which okay. is the holy order of wildlife. Okay. And it's just basically like, uh, a study group of people that get together and, um, use different techniques and principles from different spiritual paths to benefit their lives. Yeah. Okay. And we're kind of, we're kind of all based on the statement. I am constantly in awe of the great mystery, which surrounds us. Mm-hmm. So we don't really claim like we don't teach you what to believe. We right. just teach you some certain things that we do in our lives yeah. that add meaning to our lives. Nice. You know, and whatever you believe is up to you. I'm like, a dudist. A what? A dudist? A dudist. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a dudist? <laughs> yes. No, oh. no, no. no. A, du- oh. a dudist. Oh, the, like the dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dude abides. Lebowskiism. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, he's got some great points. You know, too. The, yeah, the dude abides, man. Just. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're only just trying to tie the room together. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, like, uh, so tomorrow's show in Ruidoso is going to be uh, at this uh, cabin up in the mountains. Okay. 
and uh, nice. house show or yeah, it's a house show. Awesome. But we're gonna do it outside. Yeah, and uh, the lady who owns the house, her name is uh, Miranda Rodriguez Waldo, and she does local radio there. And nice. um, cool. so what we're gonna do is, she wanted to do one of our howl ceremonies. So everyone's gonna show up, and we're gonna do a guided meditation. And then literally at our howl meetings, we howl. Like, oh, well, yeah. So we get up and we howl like animals and just get loose and just run around. Do whatever you feel. Yeah. Uh, one of our principles is we believe in the spontaneous release of exuberant emotion yeah. in whatever method you see fit. For us, it's howling. Yeah. So yeah. we get up and howl and get all excited and shake and dance and just get loose. And That's cool. Uh, so we're going to do that. And then we'll do like some really basic yoga that everybody can do. Because yeah. I'm not like a yogi. Yeah. Is that a term? Yeah. Yeah. Like is somebody it? who's a real into yeah. yoga. I don't do like these crazy contortionist bends and stuff. Right. Um, I intend on getting more into yoga because it's good for me. But yeah. I'm just I limber not. up every morning. That's about as far as it goes. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're just going to do some basic <laughs> yeah. stuff, some stretching and stuff. And some deep breathing and, you know, some meditation and nice. I'll probably uh, give a short talk on, you know, just, just how, how beautiful existing is, yeah. you know, and cool. then, and then play music for everybody. And, nice. um, in my show is I tell the stories behind the songs and, Oh, that's awesome. So we'll dive into all that. And, and that's what we'll be doing here today too at a stellar coffee. I'm going to play from seven to nine mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be telling all the full background of where the songs come from and a lot awesome. of old stories yeah. from back in the South and yeah. things I've seen along the road. Yeah. yeah. You should, um, definitely check out, uh, Unify Fest. It's out of Santa Fe and it's, uh, okay. it's a, I never know how to describe it because it's a. It's, it's about love and unity and like you know what I mean. Like there's, there's multiple genres there and it's, stuff. It's and, very uh, much a. Uh, very last year intro- uh, it was like Trevor Hall and uh, Fantuzzi and and uh, Mike Love out of Hawaii was there and stuff and uh, it's just a really good time, man. I think you'd have a lot of fun. And Sounds awesome. I think they dig your music unity there too. Fest. So unify, unify, yeah, they, unify, um, yep. They do. They do a lot of native ceremonies, like yeah, Native cool. American ceremonies, yeah. uh, tribal dances, and they'll have like fire dancers there. Yeah, it's, it's really. Yep. It was my first time ever being at a music festival, so it was a little uh, bit of the. Uh, it was extreme. a culture shock. For, yeah, it was a culture mom. shock, yeah. and it was a culture shock in many ways because a I've never been to a music festival, so I never didn't know. Well, what it was very neo hippie. You know, yeah, you, you yeah. spot the naked person walking through here and there, there. you know what i mean just people like yeah like just being themselves and and, and whatnot and tom's just kind of like whoa yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I haven't you even know. been to too many big festivals myself I've, I've played a lot of small town festivals and you know and everything like that and and they're usually more you know just like hey you come out little, for the watermelon more race. reserved or, you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah so something like that like yeah like i hear crazy stories you know people are like dude we were at this festival and we did ayahuasca or you know whatever yeah like, we tripped out hardcore for three days i'm like yeah, yeah i used to do a lot of that but it's been it's been a while it's yeah been a while. we're up at the the, the unify and just watching a band chilling out in the crowd and like right next to me is uh tubby love just like dancing and shit i'm like holy shit <laughs> you know yeah I, i'm a big fan of them you know yeah. shout out tubby yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what's um what's your creative process like when you sit down and want to write music what's kind of that's a good question um i usually just take it as it comes mm-hmm. like i never um so it's it's interesting like there's been people that have written really great songs that i've heard and i've mm-hmm. gone up and like man that song was beautiful that was really great and and they just say thank you you know, because the thing is, is I think um, 
you can acknowledge when a song is great mm -hmm. because I think most people that really write something meaningful that people really feel will all tell you the same thing is I didn't really write it. It mm -hmm. just kind of came okay. to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's not a process that you can, there's no room for arrogance yeah. with the creation of true art. You know what I mean? Cause you're right. just a vessel. Right. I don't claim to know where it comes from, but it comes from somewhere, yeah. you know? Um, you know, we, we draw it from this, this great wellspring that all true art comes from mm -hmm. that collective subconscious that everyone has. And I think we're all in tune to it in different ways. Yeah. We all, we all have something beautiful that we can create something yeah. meaningful, yeah. whether it be music or paintings or, or maybe just the way, the casual way you treat people, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. whatever. But for me, um, like it's, I do a lot of driving. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have a lot of time to just sit and think in the car. And yeah. So I keep um I keep a notepad handy, yeah. and it's not uncommon for me to just jot down like some imagery I see, yeah. or or maybe like something will come to mind, or I'll grab my phone and like just sing a line into yeah. it, and just boom, yeah. that's all I got for no, now. I love that. You know, you, you know. just record something on the fly. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times we've been on the road and something just pops into my head, and it's yeah, it just yeah. comes when it comes. Yeah, and, but you got to honor it. You got to write it down and capture it in whatever right. way. Otherwise, it's lost and yeah, it just goes. You know, comes and goes. Um, like one of my favorite songs that I play at every show is yeah. a song called Roy's song. Okay. It's about my great grandfather and I'll play it near the end of the show tonight. Cool. But what I do, uh, what I did with that song was I had just heard, um, the, my great grandfather's life story mm -hmm. visiting my grandmother in Georgia. Oh, wow. And I was just totally floored by it because it, it yeah. showed me a lot of why I am, how I am. Yeah. And I came back and I had these notes I had taken of things my grandmother had said. And I sat down in this friend's rose garden in a backyard in Salt Lake City. And I just put the pen on the paper. And literally two minutes later, I picked the pen up and the song was there. Wow. And I, wow. I probably went back and changed one line to make, yeah. the, make the flow a little better. Yeah. And then I grabbed the guitar. And in that time, the, the guitar part just was boom. It was just yeah. there. Cool. And I was like, wow, that song is written. Right. You know, and over the years of playing it, it evolved into like a final form where it's like, yeah. this is the way the song needs to be. But yeah, that was how that one came. Um, yeah, songs have a way of uh, like a, they're almost alive. And yeah, they're, they're gonna go in a certain direction on their mm -hmm. own sometimes. One of the other ones I I play that a lot of people have expressed that it resonates with them. I used to live in a, a little motorhome in a parking lot in Salt Lake City in this industrial part of town where there's a bunch of abandoned buildings. Yeah, and I lived in the uh, the parking lot of uh, a uh, El Salvadorian restaurant for a while. Oh wow, and. Uh, on the summer evenings, I would just go sit on the roof of my motorhome and watch the sunset and drink beer and play guitar. Yeah. And there was nobody ever around to bother. There was no people out there at all. It was literally this abandoned part of Salt Lake. And uh, I had become friends with this homeless guy. Mm -hmm. And he was just giving me so much wisdom that he had gained from the streets. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a song about it. And yeah. it made it into my you know, like my standards. Yeah. Like yeah. Play yeah. Every show. Nice. So they just like come top they, 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They come when they come like that. And that's cool. I do a couple of cover songs. Uh, not many of them, uh, maybe 10 in my whole, like yeah. three hour show. If I'm playing three hours, it's good to have 10. one or two. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Especially, Especially when you, you travel a lot, you never know what you're going to yeah, walk it ties into. People and, in, ties right, the room exactly, together. Yep. Like Lebowski's exactly. rug. Yes. It's <laughs> all the dude ever wanted. Yeah, yeah I know. Man. <laughs> that, and then if you're in a bar, I'm sure they probably res they respond, usually respond to your music uh, or cover songs better in a bar. Or is it just kind of depends? It just depends. Cover songs are always good. Cause they just, yeah. you know, if, if you're, if you're in a place where you're like, I play everything, restaurants, yeah. bars, breweries, festivals, whatever. If it's a situation where they're not really there to listen to music, they're yeah. like having dinner or something. But yeah. then you just play this like 
killer version of like she talks to angels or something yeah they're just like whoa like you know they just right. they just kind of reins them in yeah yeah i find the stories do that too yeah. like I, i'll tell the story behind the song and people are like damn you hear what this guy's talking do you cover about? that one like what do you cover that yeah, song? Dude. oh really yeah. nice yeah. that's like what's your song uh, what's your go-to cover song um she talks to angels is one of the good ones i do because i grew up pretty close to the black crows where mm-hmm. they're from um, you don't hear a lot of people of cover that either. Yeah. Honestly. You really got to do it well. Yeah. You know? well, that's the thing. It's easy to murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I do that one. I have a really like rootsy version of uh, Voodoo Child by oh, Jimi Hendrix that awesome. I do. Actually played it in Seattle. And I remember seeing this guy stand up when I started playing it. And he gives me this look like, oh, you're going to do that in Seattle. Oh, and by the time I was done, he, he walked up and he was like, dude, your take on Voodoo Child was actually really cool. It was yeah. totally different than Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that's the way Jimmy would have wanted it. Because yeah. look at what Jimi Hendrix did with Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. Right. Totally different. Did you ever hear his, uh, like, came out way after, you know, his passing, but uh, the acoustic album he did. The no. acoustic blues album they put totally. together. No, oh, I man. Should. I'd probably love it. Yeah. Oh, you would love it. You would love it. It's really good stuff, man, because you can't get away with all the, you know, high gain gimmickry. Right. You know. Just the stripped down it, power yeah, of it. Yeah. And he's just playing the blues, you know. He mm-hmm. does uh, Hear My Train a Coming and. Nice. Uh, a couple of great songs on there. Yeah, I, I need to look that up. Uh, Red House. He does Red House, just him in an acoustic. Like, mm-hmm. I think I've heard you that. You know, like, like, just reminding me of old, like, Sun House, you yeah. know, stuff. Uh, I love uh, that stuff. Oh, me too. The yeah. old Delta Blues. Like yes. Luca White. I listen to yep. him a lot. Yeah. Robert Johnson. I mean, you yeah. gotta, you gotta. <laughs> the first show of this tour, I was playing, uh, it was an outdoor show in Kanab, Utah, and the weather was so perfect. It was beautiful. And right when we pulled up, I opened the door of the van and got out and through the speakers they were blasting Robert Johnson nice. and I was like this is going to be good yeah. and it was, yeah. it was a great show we had about 50 people show up they were super cool. engaged the whole time Sweet. it was it was a great way to start the tour but I just knew musicians get uh, they get um, what's the word I'm looking for um, superstitious yeah, yeah. and uh, just hearing that right off the bat I'm like yeah we're good yep. yeah. and there's always an area in southern Utah that we if we cross that part and nothing bad has happened then we're like, we're in the clear. Like, uh, I used to tour in 1982 Winnebago, mm-hmm. and it, the damn thing ran through eight states like a boss. Wow. We did it. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. literally bought it for $2,000 in Vegas wow. and immediately went on the road, and it, it did it. Damn. Think, How many miles did you get out of it? Uh, we still have it. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I'm not touring it's in just it. Just retired. Anymore. We lived in it in the desert for <laughs> yep. over a year. That's cool. But um, and now it's it's out near Zion National Park, and people stay in it when they come visit the park. Oh, nice. But um, I uh, was on the first tour and we went up this huge mountain grade and we're like, okay, if we get to the top, we're good. We got to the top and it was so steep. We couldn't do more than 25. Yeah. yeah. And then we made it to, um, this town called Fredonia, Arizona, mm-hmm. which is where you break off to go to the grand Canyon. Yeah. And we started hearing this crack, 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 crack sign. That sound. And I was like, Oh no. And I pulled over and one of the, uh, one of the bars that holds the awning that comes up on the side yeah. had like snapped and it was just like beating against the oh. side of the thing. So I just literally duct taped it to the side of the motorhome. Yeah. It worked. Next <laughs> At least it tour, wasn't an engine part. Oh, thank God, dude. Yeah. The next tour we, um, we were touring in a, um, in a, uh, uh, grand caravan that I, I did a lot of my touring in for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And a friend had given us one of those sky boxes that you put on top. Oh yeah. And I didn't have the rack that you yeah. needed to sit on. So I just put it directly on the roof and just put padding like thick, thick padding yeah. between the, the van roof and the, the, and the, the, the box. And then I used, um, um, those, uh, ratchet ties to tie it down real tight. And I'm like, this'll work. And it did. 
but it picked up a vibration through the van mm-hmm. uh, from the wind yeah. and turned the whole van into a speaker. Oh. And it was just going, oh. this horrible frequency oh. that literally made like your teeth feel like they were oh. just going to shatter. It was like a, like a, like a, perfect fifth to the, the brown yeah, note dude. kind of it thing. Was. You know, it was. It like, was ugly oh. as hell, dude. And it was driving us nuts. And it was loud. So, you know, and that kicked in right around yeah. that point. So we're just like, this time, I just bought a new van. Not a brand new van, but new to me van. Yeah, right. And uh, the air conditioner works, which we've never had in any of our vehicles, a working nice. air conditioner. Bonus. And it's working. And we got to that point, and Everything was running good. And we're like, then we heard the Robert Johnson. We're like, yes, right. this whole tour is going to be a cakewalk. Yes. It's really, I mean, you don't know, but right. we, we passed right. the sweet spots. So. Yeah, yeah. Superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I hear you. You're getting ready to play here in Roswell. You gotta, yeah, I'm going to go set it all up. Yeah, getting ready to set that up. So I think it's time to ask our favorite question. Yes. All right. It's, it's a simple question. Why music? Why music? So I have, I have this book of quotes I did with Hal. Um, my spiritual community. And uh, one of them is when you walk in the path of your fate, the doors will open for you. And it just kind of seems that everybody's got something in their life they're mm-hmm. meant to do. And if you start really doing it and you just decide that I'm just going to dive into this and see where it takes me, I really believe that for everybody, mm-hmm. that thing will make itself known to you. And if you do it, it'll work out. Yeah. And for me, it's just always been music. Um, you know, I, I don't have any illusions of mm-hmm. uh, delusions of grandeur. I'm not expecting to make it rich and famous. I've been playing for a long time. Yeah. You know, he gets better every year, but I create music no matter what. Yeah. Even if nobody's going to listen, I'm still going to I'm still yeah. going to sing my soul out. Yeah. I'm going to play the same for five people as I do for 500 people. Yep. I'm going to get up there. and I'm going to belt it out with with passion the best I can. And for me, that's just the only way I can do it. You know, music is is what I am, you know, right. it just kind of happens and it, I'm sure it'll always be that way. Fantastic. Nice. That, nice. That was Good a, answer, man. Yeah. Perfect answer. Better than the uh, typical. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We get that a lot, you know, cause it gets me laid, bro. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's yeah. just what we call a, uh, a side effect. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, for the, for the listeners, you know, please, uh, it is all word of mouth, you know, mm-hmm. it's all yeah. just DIY. So, uh, go check it out on Facebook. Uh, Tom Bennett, one man band Bennett is B E N N E T T. Um, there's also Tom Bennett, one man mm-hmm. It's got my okay. whole like bio on there. All my crazy adventures, that, cool. you know, different religions and cults I lived with different travels I've done, uh, music videos, tons of, Cool. Tons of live music videos. A lot of them shot here with Klaus Amon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've seen um, a few of those. I'm going to put out a theatrical music video. Uh, I'm going to shoot it on J- July 1st. Okay. Cool. And it's going to be nuts. Nice. Like, I've nice. literally got, like, uh, like a bunch of Harley bikers. And, really? Uh, there's going to be, like, machine guns and assault rifles wow. and stuff in the video. Wow. And yeah. polygamous cult stuff. Like, nice bonfires it's gonna be an epic are you making tale. a rap video <laughs> kind of dude, actually rap is a big influence of mine though like if you go if you go look at my uh if anybody goes and looks at my website like i've got more street cred than a lot of rappers nice. have. like nice. I, That's funny. That's like funny. i do keep a 40 cal on me and i oh, was yeah. arrested selling cocaine years ago like wow, like, wow. i'm a chill dude but like yeah. I, I handle my shit too right, right. hey That's everyone's got to get the hustle on yeah, yeah right you know i don't sell drugs anymore just to right. clarify right. that though right <laughs> sell me 
music now. <laughs> Hell yeah. FBI. And just in case the FBI is out there. That's listening. right. No, yeah. I really don't, though. I keep it clean, man. I'm, yeah. But when I was young, I was a wild ass. You know how it is. Yeah. But, but anyway, check out the music and cool. come out to the shows. I tour nationwide. Um, you know, and we, we appreciate people that share the music. And, uh, and if you're a musician and you're touring, hit me up, man. Like, whatever kind of music you do. And I, I love to collaborate with people. And, uh, I'm part of a big network called Sweet Salt Records where right. we all share information with each mm. other and kind of yeah. build that trust. And yeah. me and Gleewood and Kloss and tons of bands from New Mexico <clears throat> and beyond, we all just um, have got to have built such good friendships that is an open door between yeah. all of us, you know, cool. and we just help each other out. And, nice. and that's always expanding. So, yeah. Is there a place you haven't played yet that you really want to go check out? Um, I'm just trying to play more festivals. Um, the next place, like New Mexico was huge on my list for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And I've been out here twice and I love New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I think the next place I'm feeling kind of drawn to is Montana. Okay. Yeah. I've had a lot of people be yeah. like, dude, have you played Montana? No. Oh, yeah, you the, gotta go. We've worked with a lot of artists up there and yeah, what, there's a big the music scene. Fish, Flathead region. Yeah. 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 Got a thriving music scene that's very you definitely open. gotta go up. You definitely gotta go up and play. Yeah. 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 I mean, if... Whenever you decide you're ready to set that up, let us know. We'll get you in touch with a few different people. Yeah, and, yeah. We, we, I sure appreciate that. Because that's where Wizards out of and yeah. uh, Jamie Wyman and yeah. all. Yeah, they got yeah, a nice Jamie look. Wyman would be a good resource for you to get you know, like get gigs up there and stuff. Okay. She could probably put you in the right direction. Heck yeah. yeah. But um, thank you again so much for sitting down yeah, and chatting you, with man. us. Thank you. It's a pleasure, man. We've been on this kick of going an hour and a half, but thank you for- We know what you're, what you're <laughs> kind of limited on time. Yeah, yeah. just got to set up all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But um, thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure you go support our new or support us by uh, visiting tweakedaudio.com and using our coupon code, Amplified. They are our new sponsor, and be going as long as- we can stand each other, so we, I guess. We pimping their shit for them. Yeah, we'll be pimping their, <laughs> we'll be pimping their stuff for a while. Um, go and go to liveandamplified.net. Uh, find us on Facebook, Live and Amplified. Instagram, Live and Amplified Show. YouTube, Live and Amplified. Uh, Google, Live and Amplified. Yeah, Google, and Live and Amplified. Everything. If you can't find us, then we we'll need to find have you. A, we need to have a completely different <laughs> conversation. You. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, if you're in, if you're a songwriter and you're interested in the 48-hour song challenge, go to liveandamplified.net backslash 48-hour song challenge. That's the registration form. And as always, just please subscribe to our YouTube page. We're uh, in the middle of a uh, we're in the middle of a push to get to a thousand subscribers by May 31st, my 30th birthday. So. Let's make that happen. We're we're, we're getting there. You're already yep. over a thousand likes on Facebook. I'm looking yep. at it right now. Thirteen ten. Yep. Nice. That's our nice. Facebook is working growing. Thirty three of my friends. Yep. Yep. And a lot of them. A lot of them. Probably from a lot of the Rodoso crew. Probably. Yeah. 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 So a lot of people right here look. Uh, Oh. I see dudes up. In, I see Highway Thieves Band up in Ogden. Brooke McIntosh out of Ogden. Yep. I see a lady out of uh, Col uh, Fort Collins, Colorado that oh. books bands. Oh, nice. Yeah. We did yeah. uh, actually our, our last forty eight hour song challenge winner is uh, Holly Arbot yeah, Arbio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She yeah. was a uh, she's out of Salt Lake. Robin so, yep. Camp. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. Matt yeah. Skaggs out of Provo. Yeah, yep. yeah. Tons of people I know from from Utah. Nice. Already liked it. Cool. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, we're just keep pushing our shit. Yep. And, yep. Uh, we're we're in the process of. You can, uh, if you want to see us live, we will be at the Sonic Bloom Festival in Rye, Colorado. Rye, yeah, Rye, Colorado. 
be doing some EDM. Yeah. yeah. EDM. Yep. Jeff, you look very excited about that. Yeah, that's all good. But you know what? It'll be fun because we've already... Got Audio some... is easy. I just plug a cord into their mixer and yeah, I'm done. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be uh, we'll be at Sonic Bloom uh, middle of June, so come check that out. And then uh, just confirmed, we'll be back down at uh, Baygrass Bluegrass Festival January 2018. And then we'll be touring throughout the summer and the winter. We'll be going back up to Utah, yep. going back down to Florida. So we'll be everywhere this year. Just uh, if you're interested to see where we're at, like our Facebook page. It's the best way to stay on top of what we do. If you but, like us, we'll like you back. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> um, but thank you guys again, um, and we will be back Memorial Day. We'll weekends. be back in an El Sobrante fortnight. Yeah, we'll be back Memorial Day weekend with uh, Cosmic Purple Carrot. Cool. Bye, guys. Bye.